Yeah. Droids. <laughs> Droids. That, that, that's on hey, point. Hey. I wasn't even trying. There you go. There that's on go. brand. Boop, boop, beep, boop, boop. Oh, right. So no bang gang? <laughs> no bang gang. Not, to, not this week, I don't think. No bang gang. I'm waiting for the right manic episode, you know? But I got bangs. No, but I'm I got not, bangs for the gang. I'm not there yet. I'm oh. uncomfortable with the studio right now. It's not even a studio. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Nerd Herder. Welcome. I'm your herd leader, John Wayne. Welcome to my nightmare. <laughs> That's Megan. Yay! And, oh, uh, yay. gosh. I feel like we've got an echo. Is it just me? It's a little bit of an echo, but I think it's just because we're not very close to the microphones. Yeah, it's probably just the depression. Anyway, so if you want to know what the Bang Gang is and you're not a YouTube uh, viewer of ours, you'll have to look at uh, Herd Mom's uh, Twitter. Twitter. Somewhere on the internet there will be a picture of the Bang Gang. Listen, I... I was ready. I w- I'm not ready. A clear, you're halfway there. I'm at whoa. Whoa, oh, oh, oh. I'm not ready. <laughs> bon Jovi. Um, Joe Bon, Bon Jovi. So we, uh, this one's been in the pipe for a little while. No real good reason why. Yeah, it's we just, just got a plumber. Yeah, we, we got a plumber. He got the bagpipes out, and now it's just everything's flowing like it should. And so um, we're here to talk about droids, and, and we... Put it out there on the social medias because we wanted to hear from folks of what their kinds of favorite droids were. And I, I specifically asked two things because everybody always talks about, like, what's your favorite droid? And, yeah. and, and you know, I mean, what's your favorite droid? It, it, like, the list gets dominated by certain pill-shaped droids, um, certain cutesy-pootsies, certain save-the-galaxy-and-put-up-with-the-skywalkers kind of droids. And that's fine. We, we know them. We love them. Yeah, they're um, valid. Yeah. But, come on. In the galaxy far, far away, we only have two, maybe, you know, you have the occasional Chopper and K2. and Yeah. Like, but it's always this the same dynamic duo um, who, uh, about a year ago, got their own episode on Nerd Herder um, as the best couple of the galaxy far, far away. Yes, in fact, they with, are. With um, C-3PO and R2. And so... Um, mostly R2. Like, C-3PO comes along because you can't not invite the spouse. But, you know, like, either way, some people like him, you know. Some some people out there. Your opinion has certainly changed. Yes, uh, absolutely. Which, and um, Anthony Daniels recently celebrated his birthday, so that's Yes, he did. Happy birthday, Anthony. You were fantastic on The Muppet Show. Oh, yeah. He, He was very into it. The... The thing with C-3PO, I guess, always was I kind of saw him through the eyes the character saw him through, and that's just utter annoyance and disdain. And I think I never saw the character that Anthony was going for, um, or Tony. Is it to- Tony's short for Anthony, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, I think that's what everybody like. It's so weird. It's um, the same of like, um, oh my gosh, there's uh, one dude where it's like everybody calls him the shortened version of his name. Like, uh, Jim Cameron. Yeah. Uh, who were you going to say? I was going to say Sly. Sylvester yeah, Stallone. Sly. Well, but that's because when your name's Sylvester, you just, you you work with it because yeah. your name's Sylvester. I mean, how else are you going to deal why with do you being think a he's so jacked? Yeah, right. why do you think he's so jacked and, and, you know, did those movies? You know, he had to make up he for it. He did do those movies, <laughs> didn't he? Um, so, you know. Anyway, but, yeah. Um, so... Yeah, I don't know. I got sidetracked with the whole thing. It's just weird when, like, the world knows James Cameron. And, like, 
it yeah. is just the thing. And then every so often someone will call him Jim. I yeah. Like it's just like, whoa. Yeah. Do you like, know how far he went into the ocean? Right. Like, and it was so, so it far was so down. Deep. No one ever did it before. Um, <laughs> it's the so... mustache and the bangs. <laughs> I swear to beans. I'm going to like the cut your hair powerful. in your sleep tonight. The bangs are powerful. I'm going to be a midnight barber. Please don't. I'm going for Qui-Gon here. So I'm, I'm like at least a year away. And I... then I can pull it off, I think. I think we need to take a moment and mention that. People that... think it's quarantine hair. It's not. No. I just want to. Exactly. Like <laughs> It's that point in my life where I make decisions that are questionable but don't hurt anybody. <laughs> yeah, and that's perfectly fine. Um, like, I, I cut my own hair recently. Yeah, and it looks fantastic. It doesn't, but I appreciate yes, it you. it does. You are overly critical of yourself. That's the anxiety stop, uh, talking. Stop it. I have imposter syndrome. No, I'm I do. <laughs> I'm practicing self-denial. Um, anyway, so R2C3PO, we have our favorites. And then, yeah. you know, occasionally people throw out like Chopper and K2 and certain ones that obviously people like because they are given so much personality and everything. So, and, and again, you know, with 3PO, it, 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 I had to see the character that um, Anthony was putting into it, not just see him. Th- and, and I honestly think that's some, if not to a worse degree, some of what happened with um, Ahmed Best with Jar Jar's, everybody saw him through the lens of the characters, not yeah. through the, you know, for the character he was or, or was going for. So, but anyway, that's a different biopic and everything. But so with with everybody The way being that so you pronounce words sometimes. Bi- what? It's a biopic. No, it's not. It's bi- a biopic sounds like something you do in anatomy class. Like no, a biopic sounds like film. It's short for biography. Yeah. Bio. Biopic. Well, but they say psychopathy or psych- psychopathy instead of psychopathy. If you're really, really pretentious. <laughs> I feel like you the bangs a, are getting You mean you. a psychiatrist. You mean if you're a psychiatrist and you pronounce things the right, the right way. <laughs> Whatever, guy. Anyway. Whatever. So um, we wanted to take time to talk about droids as a whole because mm-hmm. um, with, with so many big characters dominating the field, certain things get overlooked. And also, we can start to define an entire field of character or thought even by specific uh, faces. You yeah. know, like we see Jedi through a few specific lenses um, you know, we, we try to boil things down as humans because we're so meat-headed. We, it has to be simple. And although we love complex, we also like to understand complex just to make it simple. And so, like, I feel like droids and m- most genres, or, or not genres, but most demographs in Star Wars suffer from that where we make, oh, we, like, we give faces to these things. And it's just yeah. like, every Jedi is a mix of Mace Windu, Obi-Wan, and Depa Balaba. And that's just it. That's what you get. Some of them are fishes, but they're still those three people. Some of them are Aelis Cura and wear very sexy belly shirts. Right. Which. Also a little that's bit of That's a lot of navel. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is not, you know, YMCA. What Calm is down. this? Nautilin? <laughs> right. So, um, yeah. So we wanted to branch out. And, and we actually did back in early days of Nerd Herder, back in like 2018, we did an episode on a book that helped inform some of this. Yes. Um, droidography and it's a great book um, by a great author who's very fun with people I remember when it came out and we were like nerding out and he interacted with us on Twitter and it was very nice and he's recently done other things as well um, he's done other similar kind of through the uh, understand an entire 
demograph through one character. Yeah. You know, like th- for droidography, it's Roger, the, the battle droid who's had years of experience and all kinds of, you know, craziness. I love Roger. And, um, you know, like going through, like this book could be in Star Wars almost is, is like what they're going for. Um, and so, and I love lore like that. It's not an encyclopedia. It's a, it's a story. It's, it's more, it's digestible that way and everything. Yeah. It's like reading the uh, the Book of the Jedi that was published years and years and years ago yeah. and is no longer canon. No, uh, um, well, it's, it's semi-canon. Great. It's weird. It's not I mean, the technically, it was reprinted by Disney, and Disney's con- continued that series. It's one of those things, though, that I feel like if anything is up for grabs, it's that. Like, if anything could change, yeah. it's that. Because it's, it's so... It's got good information in it, though. Right. But it's got so much information. And that's the problem, is it, it has so much information that so much of that could change mm-hmm. and probably will. And so, um, yeah, we wanted to talk more widely about droids and everything and, and hit on some of the favorites who help us understand the groups, but really just talk about droids in general, the concept of droids and the implications of droids and maybe the hopes for droids because we're yeah. we're technologically advanced people. You know, um, technology is on the verge of killing us. Yeah. You know, Alexa's just one short circuit away. Do they dream of electric sheep? (laughs) I have that question. That, you know, and that's going to come up, I think, because we're going to have a pretty wide conversation of of things. And and I feel like personality is going to come up because what makes the characters that we love so much, you know, the fan favorites of um, R2 and 3PO and all, like what makes them favorites is their personality. The only reason we can have them as main, like, you can't argue that they are not main characters. They mm-hmm. are right up there with Chewie and Leia and all of those. There's a reason they've been in so many of the movies. And so, but you can't get that from a, just just a machine. Um, so to kind of start off with, I figured we would just talk about what are droids and everything and kind of go over some of the, um, so there's the, what, the types of droids and then the classes. They're two different kind of things. So every type has a class, but classes are not necessarily types. So the classes are very similar or simple in that there's five classes. And it just basically, I think, regards what level of function they're capable of. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I feel like um, it goes in the reverse. So starting with like class five, you have hard labor and miscellaneous basic functions. So class five would be the most basic. This would be your smart device. This would be something that's just simple yet uh, humanoid or or at least task-oriented simple. If you've been to Galaxy's Edge, the uh, droid in the Ronto Roasters pit that's turning the Ronto. Exactly. Uh, This is a Roomba. These are the things that, like, they have a function. And they're technology, but they're not too far they don't you your Roomba's not going to make you toast yeah it's like the uh you know the bird in the flintstones that comes out of the remote control goes and yeah turns on the, t- the channel and it's like it's a living exactly these are these are those kinds where they like they do their thing and that's kind of it and yeah. it's simple um class four are military and security tasks it's interesting that this is so low given it's such a serious kind of thing but I feel like it's because there's not a lot of intelligence required to kill things. <laughs> you have a point. You have a um, lot. You have a big point there. So, hard. The only difference between hard labor and and military droids is what you're laboring, and so you know you're just one hydro press away. 
So, but like, I feel like it's just that they don't have high intelligence, but they do have high functionality. Yes. They're just a specific functionality. Yeah. They can they receive kill. orders. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, I, I think all droids have proven they can receive, they can deviate. Like, and I feel like that's a sign of artificial intelligence is you can receive information and make a decision, but you can only decide off of what you're given. You can't create new information to make a decision, if that makes sense. I get what you mean. Now, it is possible, but that's when you get into in Star Wars speak, like the higher classes, but also in general, you get into the m much more like intensely built and, yeah. and like, um, like the, for instance, like your phone is smart to a degree. It learns, it, it digests information, but it can't do much with that versus, um, you know, like a military grade AI, like they, they can take in far more information. They have much more storage and much more computing power. You, the, you know, your your phone would burn out on that kind of power. So yeah. I think that's the difference is like you've got tactical droids that are fully functioning, intelligent droids, and then you've got droids that can take basic functions. I mean, even R2 technically is a simple droid. I think it's just years of personality buildup. Um, class 3 droids are skilled service and social sciences. So I feel like these are like protocol droids. Um, yeah. These are the... Much more, like, you can't just put anybody on this. This is what defines the difference between minimum wage and salary. Like, you know, it's like the, you, you have to have a certain level of program to be able to do this. Yeah, you have to be able to find a Jogan fruit in a crowded marketplace and say, can I take your hand? Well, sir? yeah, I mean, not wrong, because you have to both understand what a Jogan fruit is and what makes it different from normal fruit. You have to be able to speak, you, you know, make a transaction, like, that's not wrong. That's a skilled science. Like, that's something that a protocol droid could do, but, like, a battle droid couldn't. The battle droid would just take it if you send it to retrieve something because it doesn't understand social stuff. Mm -hmm. It just understands task. Get the get the fruit. So, um, class two are engineering and technical sciences. So, astromechs, and these are um, maybe even uh, deeper than that. Like, these are, might even be droid builders themselves and everything. Like, mm -hmm. um, they're much more... Uh, technically oriented. And then yeah. class one, uh, medical, physical, and analytical sciences. So actually, I think this might be, I believe, is the um, protocol droids, um, you know, with the analytical sciences, because I feel like the difference between class one and class three is maybe the amount of information they understand. I could look it up. I won't, because mm -hmm. um, I'm stubborn. Let's, but for funsies. Put it out there. Yeah. Okay, so... Where do you think that the T-800 goes on this list? Uh, I mean, military. Yeah. Um, well, uh, it's hard because I feel like it would get military. I feel like it'd get class four military regardless because mm -hmm. that is what it is. It just happens to be a smart one because I feel like technically commando droids and tactical droids might still be military because they are military oriented. Mm -hmm. I, I feel like, you know, the classes are very narrow in that Although they have a subclass, like it's military intelligence, it goes with the primary yeah. class, if that makes sense. I agree. What about Wally? Where do you think Wally is on? Uh, he's with engineering. He's with astromechs and everything, because he is an astromech, he easily. Is, he is basically an astromech. I'd put, like, Eve at number one, or at uh, class one as well. She's a, she's a protocol droid. She's very smart. She just doesn't look as humanoid as a protocol droid would. Mm -hmm. um, so talking about that, then we can get into some of the breakups of what, what we have with droids. And so protocol droids. Protocol droids, I mean, 
we understand, again, if you think of that, your first thought's probably C-3PO. Yeah. And so what we understand about them, we understand through C-3PO. But I feel like no protocol droid is meant to have as much human interaction and presence as he does. Because, you know, he genuinely cares about his masters, quote-unquote. Yeah. Um, He's invested in their lives. And I think that's partially the way that he's spoken to by, you know, the big three in, mm-hmm. you know, all three of the trilogies mm-hmm. is like, you know, he's spoken to like a person by Anakin, first off. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says very plainly, I'll tell mom not to, you know, sell you or anything. Um, speaks to him like a friend. And then, you know, in, I'm saying you know a lot. I'm noticing that, but it's fine. In the Clone Wars, he's given very, you know, servant tasks mm-hmm. by Padme. And again, spoken to like a person. Mm-hmm. And it's the same throughout the entire, you know, saga of the Skywalkers. And I think that's why he is kind of the way that he is. Yeah, because, I mean, I guess technically there's no inhibitor on what information they can take in that informs yeah. their function. I guess that... You know, it's just when that's overflown with such specific, and I guess, you know, it does have to do with how you're treated because, I, you know, if if it's just for getting the task done, you obviously wouldn't get this much, like, mutual affection. Like, you wouldn't care so much. You mm-hmm. just want to do the job. But, I, yeah, I think it's all about how the droids are treated. I mean, it's like animals in a sense yeah. in that, you know, it, you get what you put you get out what you put in, and and if you treat them humanly, yeah, then you'll you'll get very human like interactions. I mean, look at L three, and yeah, you can argue that she is the way that she is because of the way that Lando treats her, like yeah. gives her the freedom to make her own decisions. Mm-hmm. I think that's very important. Yeah, support yeah. your droids. Support your droids, guys. And L3 started out as an astromech, which is, again, one that we see through the lens of very specific characters, mostly R2. But even more recently, we get characters like uh, Chopper and BB-8. He is an astromech and everything. All three of them have a potty mouth. (laughs) Uh, No, not BB-8. Not at all. BB-8 is learning. BB-8 is baby. He's Uh, learning it from (laughs) Poe. He's learning it from Poe, and he's learning it from R2. Yeah. But, um, yeah, these are... Whereas they're, they're less humanoid so it's even more significant that their their characters are so human-like because they are much more do this job do this task kind of thing yeah i said i've said it before but i love the way that poe treats bb-8 like a dog yeah like that is his puppy well that's why i say like it's not a far comparison to compare them um in the way that they should be maybe treated or could be treated um i mean i guess technically there are people that have the mind that, you know, animals are created, uh, you know, for tasks. You know, they have built-in functions for certain things. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's the same argument of people are made to create, you know, babies. Like, there, there's things that we do that are, it's just built into us. Yeah. But that's not everything. Like, your dog isn't just meant to be a super sniffer. Like, he's not no. just meant to be, you know, um, your eyes when you can't see or something. Like, there, there's personality clearly to animals there's personality to droids yeah i mean i'm looking at our very personality driven dog at the moment yeah um and then so then you start to get into some of the less specific types like every other one has a kind of look 
a type, you, you can think of generally what makes them up as you think of it. Protocol droids are very human looking. Um, astromechs are very functional. Um, yeah. You know, they're like the great grandfather evolution of Roombas kind of thing where, you know, they're a little bit more functional. But they have a, they're, they're also a walking toolbox, so they do have yeah. some heft to them. But then you get into labor droids and service droids where they, they go for function over fashion, I yeah. guess, where they don't necessarily look as maybe sleek or um, even, you know, necessarily as friendly. They 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 look like they're meant to get a job done. Yeah, like one of my favorite droids um, that I have no idea what they're called, but it's the lever pulling droid that their entire function is to just yeah, pull um, lever. I think the one in Return of the Jedi is like, ed nine or something like that mm -hmm. it's something um simple but like yeah the very what i love about the i love their their faces clearly they went personality in the face they were like yes. let's make it look human but then the body's just very pull and lever kind yeah. of because that's the puppet but it's like, like the butter robot is their primary function is to serve butter yeah well like, and that's the thing is like they're very they're they're not meant to run they're not meant for physical exertion they're meant to i you know Pull a lever. Pull a lever, I guess. I'm going to make sure that this Ronto <laughs> is roasted per to perfection. Perfectly, yeah. Like, um, well, I mean, need. if you're going to cut down on cost, I mean, why not? Because the thing is, you can build in safety features of he would know, okay, wait, something's wrong, I shouldn't pull the lever, versus a lever that just automatically goes. Yeah. Uh, now, I mean, technically, in factories, we have things like that where it's just like, it's, it's, it's the tool. Yeah, it's a camera. Yeah, and so it and it knows when it shouldn't do its job, mm -hmm. but that's not as cool. It's one of those things. Like, <laughs> it doesn't have a face. It's the Mega Man, um, I guess, conundrum where Doctor Wily and Doctor Light both made robots for specific purposes, but have now been like taken over and are doing other things. But they were originally built for those specific pur sure. purposes. Like, yeah, you've watched the well, BDG video. Um, I mean, not that we would be able to get through each one specifically, like yeah. each like some group and everything. But like what I've come to find is that every droid is just one program away from being bad. Every droid you know? is special. Um, and that's Mega Man's lore is every every creation is just one bad, you know, villain yeah. day away from be like their tasks weren't. I mean. Specific ones are stupid, and it was clearly just made to be a villain. Wait a minute. You mean that Cutman might be stupid? <laughs> but, you know, there are other ones where you're like, oh, clearly they were trying to do something right. And it's that usual humanness we apply to machines and that they're out to get us. And so mm -hmm. clearly, if we give it good functions, it doesn't matter. Programming is going to tell it to kill us. But, you know, I mean, everything it. is, like, for instance, um, the pro... Not the typical probe droids like the uh, Hoth probe droids, but the um, the uh, syndrome or not syndrome the um, bile yeah. one, the torture droid from Episode Four. I call it a probe droid because it looks more like a probe droid. It looks a lot like a probe droid. It just probes people, <laughs> but Ew. it's listed as a security droid, and it's just like, I mean, that kind of makes sense. I mean, they're they're job is security they would question they would interrogate they would get answers it's just like a jack bauer version of security <laughs> but it's like you can make that evil like versus hey bad things are going to happen if we don't get answers make the person talk you go to hey i want to do bad things to these people make them talk like it's just it's all about their programming input and everything mm -hmm. um 
you know, even um, certain droids like the um, the more classic Macquarie style um, uh, IG, I think it's 100 droids or something like that. They're security droids. Yeah. They're bouncers. Like, yeah. But then you give them a gun and they're bigger threats. They, yeah. they don't just keep a building safe. They, they actively keep people out of it. I love those boys. They've got broad chests and tiny heads. Yeah, they're yeah. They're I lo- so that's weird. A good joke. <laughs> um, and so, and then you've got surveillance droids of their own class. Which, speaking of probe droids, as we typically know them, it's just the difference of instead of just you're you're viewing things to keep it safe. No, you're viewing things so that we can look, learn, and use that information to hurt people. Yes, and you can even build in features like you know lock picking and all this other stuff. It's just like, it's it's all programming. Uh, it's all who controls the power. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, again, it's very similar to animals. Yeah, there's a really cool looking probe droid in Clone Wars that multiplies itself. Yeah. Like, it's really cool. Yeah, I mean, you can tell the ones that were created for bad function. Like, yeah. You can tell the ones, and that's what's interesting is, you know, droidography makes the point to mention battle droids and then war droids. Whereas war droids are your tanks, your like they they carry missiles like they they it's not a we changed it up it it used to carry ice cream now it carries missiles no we made it to carry missiles like yeah. versus battle droids which are more not uh not trade federation battle droids cuz those were made by Geonosians for bad stuff but like what that class entails is security it's sending yeah. droids in to do what people shouldn't do because it's dangerous which we do we have robots that do that we have bomb defusal, uh, bomb retrieval, you know, little dog robots that we yeah. we use so people don't get hurt. We have the Mars rover who is adorable. Right, because humans can't be out there forever. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they, they get there more safely. They require a lot less upkeep. And then they can stay there for, well, ever until the battery dies. Yep. So, like, battle droids aren't bad. Like, they have a... a actually humanitarian function unless they're mr bones <laughs> well yeah but again he was programmed in order to be bad to protect people yeah so point. like eh, you know it's it's it it's just interesting realizing what i think we all kind of know in that it they're just machines like they can't have evil yeah like they're incapable of it i think i just realized that i'm a member of the bang gang and i'm gonna quickly Remedy that. Let me just <laughs> scoosh those back. Okay. So, Safe that's, again. Yeah, that's the thing. Is like you can't a, a, a robot, a droid, a, an AI can't hate, no matter how much it wants to, because that is an emotion. Mm-hmm. Now it can be programmed to think maybe what that is, and it can do things that are hateful, but it can't actually do it. Mm-hmm. You know, the T eight hundred doesn't try to kill John Connor because it hates him. It's what it's told to do. Exactly. That's why it's so easy to you know in the next movie protect John Connor. Right. So battle droids were significant because that that was your initial like this would be a cool episode thing. Yeah, I like um, I like battle I think droids. we were watching um, episode two and everything, which there's plenty of droids. Oh boy! In. So um, I mean, what 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 is it about battle droids for you? I love their goofy faces. <laughs> yes. That's legitimately all. <laughs> like, which they look like big mouth belly basses without the rest of the fish. You know what I mean? Yeah, I see that. Yeah, I mean it's it's an interesting half attempt at uh, personality, mm-hmm. you know, because clearly it's just vestigial. Yeah, like it it's literally just something for you to look at. Yeah, and I 
I love all the different designs of battle droids that we get to see throughout the saga as well. Mm-hmm. Like I, I told you earlier, I love the commando droids. Mm-hmm. I think they're so cool looking. I love the you know stealth paint job. Uh, but I also love the ones that we saw in uh, season seven, that were so oh the cool like pterodactyl looking ones. Yes, one. I love those. I they were so unnecessary. But what if they fly? Exactly. <laughs> it's interesting. So unnecessary, but so cool. Um, it's one of those things. I think they were somewhere that we saw where it was like built to look like that, like mm-hmm. some actual animal. Which I mean, battle droids themselves are made to look like Geonosian, so it's kind of similar to where we yeah. see. And I I think that's what's interesting about. Some of the creation of Star Wars, we mean, we we wonder so much about like what, where where did that come from? And yeah, it's funny how much it's just a fact of like we make robots to look like us. We hate it, but we do it. Mm-hmm. Other species would do the same thing. You yeah. know, Star Wars species would do the same thing. And another design thing that I absolutely adore about battle droids is the super battle droids. Those thick. Broad shoulder boys with yeah. tiny heads. Mm-hmm. It took me so long to realize that they had tiny face yeah. on their huge well, broad shoulders. Now they're they're a practical and and fun example because yes. they they're the most vestigial faced mm-hmm. droid. Um, because it while they have like it literally is a battle droid face, but just in their body. Yeah, it's built in. Them's got no um, neck. You, that's not necessary no. because what a droid requires isn't what we think we require we don't need a housing or or they don't need a housing for the brain because the brain is actually like throughout the system yeah um you know eyes not as necessary it just needs something that receives where things are Uh, that can be anything from actual you know camera receiving information um drones do that but then there's also um ones that it's uh so for instance like the the bomb dog droids i mentioned earlier they don't have heads and faces because they have uh, radar units. Like, they sense things around them. Oh, your Roomba gosh. does that. Your Roomba can't see the corner. It just has a thing that tells it, like, most likely infrared, hey, an obstruction is coming. Mm-hmm. Now, the difference is the Roomba doesn't say kill it. <laughs> no. Know? Have you seen the videos uh, from, I think it's Michigan Tech or something? Uh, the dancing droids? The dancing yeah. droids. And also uh, the big boys that stand on the two legs. Mm-hmm. I think they're called brother mm-hmm. or something like that it's something familiar mm-hmm. but have you seen the videos of people bullying those droids yeah well and and that's and it, very funny yeah that it's all to test uh and it, that's what's interesting is you can tell a lot about a person when they watch those because people should naturally fear like yeah. stop being mean to them like I, I don't like that they're being mean to kyle because like, we apply it looks like a person it reacts like a person would mm. if they were pushed like yeah. You know, it's very human, so we apply human emotion to it. We're like, no, stop, that's wrong. There's a book that I keep passing in in the shelf at work. Um, it's called You Look Like a Thing, I Love You. Mm-hmm. It's about how humans pack bond with, like, inanimate objects because they look like something yeah. that we should protect. Right. Well, and, you know, and it's just, it it's interesting. I don't know what it says about a person if they're, like, the... The people that do it, I hope, do feel bad <laughs> in I a way, but do. I, I don't know. If you can't feel bad, but I mean, I guess if you have a hand in building it, you know. But then there's also that Joaquin Phoenix movie where he falls in love with a robot, too. So it's kind of yeah. like, he built it, but he still loves it, so it's weird. Yeah, it's... It's hard, it's hard to quantify <laughs> what it means. It's very intense personification. Like, yeah. um, growing up, I had that with my stuffed animals, like, yeah, to an intense degree. 
Because Toy Story. Toy Story. <laughs> oh, one hundred percent. Because yeah. like that you don't want them coming after you. So yeah. Many people. Yeah. Yeah, because they're always watching. Yeah. Um, we have a lot of things that could kill us if that were the case. Right? <laughs> Thank goodness not. Oh man, and we saw toy soldiers at such a young age. Right, uh, small soldiers. To- Thank you. Yeah. Small soldiers. Toy but... soldiers is the movie with uh, Sean Astin and Will Wheaton. Oh no! What am I thinking? There's a Robin Williams movie about toys, isn't there? Yeah, it's called Toys. Is it? Okay. I think I've never seen it. Because Robin sure. Williams is in it, and I feel you bad. I know. Suck. It's so I don't. Much. I don't. I don't hate the guy it's just he doesn't he doesn't tickle me it's just kind of like Meh. he tickles me and, and that's fine and we you learned recently that he was roommates with christopher Reed. right that's probably the coolest thing he's ever done other than naming his child zelda right like, goodness gracious like ugh. he's a very interesting man i i, I i'm so. more in i'm more enamored with the man than the character and that's fine um, like he was an incredible person in yeah. general like yeah. I don't want to get into it because I'm going to make myself sad. <laughs> Understandable. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I love the variety. Um, and again, you kind of see with Battle Droids, though, the thing of they go from having a sort of function to just being all out. We're making these to win the war kind yes. of things. Um, but what's interesting is probably the most real world relatable droids we have are battle droids war droids yeah it's kind of sad but we have the drones yeah we have drones uh we have you know um uh not ai controlled tanks we're not that far but we have remote controlled mm-hmm. um you know small artillery tanks and everything like yeah. that yeah i mean we have a friend who works in intelligence for the u.s yeah, army he is a drone he literally just watches <laughs> cameras all day <laughs> and um so yeah we have those functions like we've learned mm-hmm. to use technology in very similar ways but yet again, it's one of those things where the more technology serves us, the more we feel like we're giving it power to overthrow us. Um, yeah. Which I love the storylines, though, where they're like, the robots are justified because humans are... Oh. Humans suck. <laughs> we're terrible. Um, you know, I love the, like, I mean, Fifth Element has it. She's not a droid, but, um, you know, it's the thing of, like, digesting all of humanity and being like, make a judgment. Do they deserve to live? And yeah. it's like... No, no. <laughs> I'm not saying that about humanity. Don't come after yeah. me, FBI. But you I know, know what I mean. I've referenced it so many times on the show, and like to you in normal conversation. But the short story, I have no mouth, but I'm a screen. Yeah, like that is a story about which has a video game. Yeah, well, it's, it's a thing. point and click game. Yeah, I mean, it's well, it's man, great. It's a video game. <laughs> um, they're real to me. Dang it, they are real. <laughs> if you die in the game, you die for real. But um, that entire story is about a rogue ai that gains sentience and is he looks at all of humanity because he was built as a war machine mm-hmm. he looks around and he goes these humans don't deserve to live right they're the threat yeah. like it's it was adapted into eagle eye which it's yeah i love that freaking movie such a good movie um it's one of those things i think deep down we understand that humans suck it, oh, it's one yes. of you know, when we create stories like that, we create it with an understanding that, man, if somebody else looked at this, mm-hmm. what would we be judged for? And it's scary, yeah. but it's meant to be, don't fear technology, because at the end of the day, I don't think Skynet's oh, yeah. happening. But what I do think is we, instead of withholding, you know, creativity and development of the human race because of our fear of how bad the human race is, we should just try to be better. We should just try to actually be humans that robots would want to be like. We, you know, yeah. Pinocchio syndrome, where 
We would rather robots that want to be like humans than to destroy humans. Data, for Pete's yeah. sake. Like, like d- probably data is a great evolution of what I think protocol droids should turn into. Like, I would love that to happen in Star Wars if we advance mm-hmm. far enough. Because that makes total sense. It You know, a full synthetic protocol droid. I mean, he is C-3PO just with artificial flesh and such. I mean, he's got a little bit more emotion to him, obviously. That's the whole point. But, yeah, yeah, that's the natural evolution, I think, of, of protocol droids there. I freaking love Data as a character and as a droid in general. Mm-hmm. I think he might be my favorite droid. Overall? Overall. Like in all of science fiction? In all of science fiction. Because he is so human. My favorite is, I think his name is Sam from that one um, Outer Limits episode. I think yeah, it's Sam. Yeah, it is Sam. Um, oh. I love that. Um, I that, love that story. That show. Um, so, so, so speaking of, though, um, that gets us into um, our next interesting topic. So we asked the world, and the world answered, or at least like 32 people. Um, and so, but for us, who slash what? So one, that it's this character. But then next level, what's your favorite type of droid? Mm-hmm. So who's your favorite droid, and what is your favorite droid? For me, my favorite droid is Triple Zero. <laughs> I love the concept. You didn't even get into those kind of uh, anomalies. I freaking love Triple Zero. I, I think he's such a good character. Like, if you've never read the Dr. Aphra comics, yeah. imagine C-3PO, but, but with bloodlust. Now, uh, a quick caveat is that just continues to further validate the conversation of programming, because the only reason mm-hmm. he's like that is he, his his yeah, matrix. He, he gets downloaded the Triple Zero matrix. He is meant to be evil. He was programmed to be evil. That's the difference. That's why C-3PO is never going to do that, but a droid that's programmed to will. So, exactly. anyway. And he has a evil R2-D2 friend as well. Like, it, it's so good. It, um, yeah, he's from the Dr. Aphra comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, Darth Vader basically wants a murder droid to do his bidding. Uh, yeah, I mean, Aphra wants him, I guess, for... Just the sake of, like, she loves things that are murderous. Yes, she does. <laughs> um, and she and Vader get there at the same time. And Vader just sees them as useful mm-hmm. um, and makes sure that he stays useful. But eventually he stops being useful. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, you've got to read a very good and recommended story very, to get all of that. Very so. recommended. Um, but, yeah, I, I love the concept of a droid that is made for something but completely goes off script. Yeah, because I mean, of programming. The th- yeah, the thing is, he could have any housing. Oh yeah, it that just happens to be the one he was given, and I think he it's could be a on, it's completely on purpose. Thank you, Charles Soul. Oh. No, uh, Karen Gillan, I think actually. I don't um, remember honestly. I think it was Karen Gillan. Yeah. Um, if he had a voice, I think it would be either Taika Waititi or Vincent Price. See, okay, yeah, no, I feel like he is classic maniacal evil scientist oh, yes. voice. I feel like. Um, definitely like Vincent Price. Um, there's actually a, uh, and I, I hate that I don't remember his name, but he used to do the narration for the um, G1 classic Transformers show. And he would preface everything, you know, and um, like introduce, you know, last time on Transformer. Like he just had a very radio show voice and that mm-hmm. was why he was hired and everything. And uh, he has passed. He was elderly then. And, and it, I mean, that was 35 years ago um, or 40 actually. Uh, Steve Bloom, though, who does um, uh, Zeb, who mm-hmm. Star Wars fans would know, but, you know, I mean, he's from Cowboy Bebop. He's from, golly, yes, everything. I he's played trans- in Transformers and everything. 
uh, he does a, a good impression of him. Um, I'll yeah. have to let you hear it, but um, yeah, if, if you pull up an old Transformers episode, then you'll you'll hear it. But he's got that good, mm-hmm. gritty, um, evil science voice. If I had to pick a modern day actor, I think it would be Bill Hader. Because Bill Hader does a fantastic Vincent Price impression. Really? <laughs> yes, he does. I mean, okay. He does very good. We're going to be sharing impressions after this, apparently. <laughs> Um, so, um, so what's your favorite droid? My favorite droid type is gonk droids. Mm-hmm. Just because of their big, <laughs> doofy bodies. Yeah. They, like, they just waddle from side to side. They're like droid penguins. Uh, yeah. And they're literally much. just batteries. That's their entire function. They just walk from one room to another, and they be a battery in that room. Yeah. I adore that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I... Some, some people are that way. They just exist to rejuvenate other people like we that's gonna you. be an insult from one time <laughs> at one point or another that's gonna be you're such a gonk droid you're such a gonk droid you just go into another room oh like, my no. gosh but yeah i i i think it's been no secret that i love gonk droids every mm-hmm. time we saw one at galaxy's edge i was just like <laughs> yeah gonk it's nice yeah um or mouse droids i also like i them. think my favorite droid character and it's actually hard because I love so many so much and everything. But um, I feel like my favorite is Chopper. Um, yeah. And, <laughs> I, I mean, it, it's a lot of back and forth. It's very hard. But I think overall he's the most human personality. Mm-hmm. Um, R2 is still a good person. Like, that's the, at the end of the day, and it's all who you're around, I guess. But mm-hmm. because at the end of the day, Rebels, you know, the ghost crew is just a, more human version of the main characters of yeah. Star Wars. They like, have honor, but low standards. Yeah, like, whereas um, freaking Luke Skywalker is super honorable and right and moral, Kanan's just like, I don't know, dude. I don't understand it either. Like, I just, I love it. And, he, and it's not a knock. I love the ghost crew and everything. But anyway, so I think, though, with um, with Chopper, it's just down to that, that human aspect where it's just more real. He's seen things, he's felt things, and he yeah. cares deep down, but he also doesn't because he's also like, I'm a droid. What? Yeah. You know? So I, I, I just love that uh, about him. I love that it's Dave Filoni. Um, you know, but anyway. So, yeah, yeah I love them. Um, Bucket's a close second, but Bucket doesn't get as much personality no. in Star Wars Resistance. Bucket is adorable. Which is a shame. Like, um, we, for Chopper, we had a moment where we were watching Rebels through... Um, a while ago when we first started watching it, but there was just a moment where he just went, the heck is that? Like, <laughs> right. We were just like, oh, he's speaking human. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, he, I love those moments. And he just has so much personality. Yeah. Um, as far as what is my favorite type of droid, um, I'm with a lot of people who either said this was their favorite droid or was their favorite kind of droid. And it's, um, I don't know what type he is, but BD-1 from Jedi Fallen Order. Mm. Because he is basically an astromech, but way more mobile. He's a parrot. <laughs> he's he's a puppy. He's, he's a baby. He's a babe. Like, he he's, can fit in much better places. He's Again, he's just easier to get around. It's just, like, as much as I love R2 and Chopper, mm-hmm. like, they're inconvenient in very specific situations. So, and then never mind, like, I mean, who cleaned R2 after the swamp? Like, there was probably stuff everywhere, yeah. you know, versus a droid that could just, like, very uh, daintily, you know, avoid such excursions and everything. I love I love that type of droid. I, I'm so grateful it's been yeah. introduced and everything. 
Yeah, I've seen a few like idle animations of Cal like calling him up on his shoulder. Yeah, it's really cute. He's, he's adorable. And, I mean, he, they went full puppy with it, and it's they so did. much better than again. Even BB-8 is inconvenient. He's more mobile. He's they they learned they made him smaller, which is how technology advances and everything. But again, you can't carry him. No. Yeah, he can go upstairs. Like, but, like one of my um, favorite, least favorite. I don't know. It, it one of the things that stands out to me is there's the scene in. The Force Awakens when they're escaping the TIE Fighters on Jakku and they do a couple of barrel rolls and everything and um, BB-8 just kind of gets jostled around. And the way he sounds when he hits, he is solid. Mm -hmm. He is absolutely heavy. Mm -hmm. That would hurt. I don't like that. He's a cannonball. He's a sentient cannonball and I don't like it. So versus BD-1 who is just, I mean, probably the weight of a a small cat or maybe a fat cat. I don't know. But I I just, I love it so much. I so think useful. It's the same uh, kind of, I guess, design choices as uh, Dio, where like they're designed after something very specific, yeah. and they're both adorable. Well, and um, BD One definitely evokes some Johnny Five vibes too, mm. with his just very rectangular, like VCR shaped head. <laughs> See, you say Johnny Five, I always get Johnny Five. Johnny Mnemonic. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> I always get Johnny Five mixed up with I Johnny Five. I love Short Circuit. I um, Distort Circus is awesome, but Johnny Demonic. It's great. Uh, it's a movie. It's Keanu Reeves. I mean, there's it, you know, it's that dolphin. and that vampire one, but it's just like, golly, how did he get John Wick? <laughs> you know, I can understand Bill and Ted, but John Wick, man, he's come a long way. <laughs> so it was mean. Matrix. It was Matrix. Let's be honest. He he got a he got a good gig with that one, and I can't wait to see him come back. You're so mean to my film tastes. I, I it's not that bad of a a remark. I don't think. I'm just saying that there's some special movies. It's it's the it's the tone behind it. I only know one tone and it's condescending. Exactly. <laughs> um so what about what do you think are the most uh useful droids? So um, both in the idea of what if you could bring it over directly from Star Wars or if something currently could develop further, what like blended kind of droid would you say is the most useful needed what would make the most impact maybe i think pit droids yeah it's it's not an oft thought of um oh they're some of my favorites i I, used to doodle those boys all the time (laughs) i love the noises they make um but yeah pit droids i think are the most useful droids yeah i had a star wars uh learn to draw book as a kid and um for some reason i just drew pit droids over and over and over and it was just like such a proud thing of like I could draw this and I got that mm-hmm. was one, like one of the first um yeah character things I could draw from memory like you know um long before Goku and all of that I could draw pit droids all day yeah you do you do a, a darn fine Vegeta <laughs> as well right um so um, yeah I, I agree with that they're they're a very special type of labor droid and I feel like they're what could develop in the future. Um, and they're portable. Yeah. And, they just hit the nose. Right. And, and that shows you their function and mm-hmm. everything. Um, I do see, you know, military droids going further. I, I do see military science getting to that point where we could feasibly have, and, and that's what they're working towards is in a situation, if we could send in something that could just do the job, would that not save lives and everything? And I, I mean, yeah. It would be helpful because, you know, it means more people coming home to their families and everything. And 
I know we like to think of it just as, oh, cool, kill robot, but mm -hmm. it none of them serve that function. You know, none of it's to do the job of killing. It's to do the job of protecting soldiers. Yeah. Now, and that's always going to be the argument. Though, I would also make the argument that soldiers don't necessarily go in the field to negotiate. But it would be a, a situation where a droid or a robot couldn't have a conversation with a, a an adversary. Unless it's a tactical They card. couldn't. Well, yeah. But then you sacrifice something for intelligence, usually. Because that's what you see with the Trade Federation, is you've either got brain droids or you've got function droids, muscle mm -hmm. droids. So, like, either they do something or they think something. You can't put them together because, I mean, I feel like you could, but it takes so much. And they wouldn't be readily available. Or you just kidnap another member of the opposing army and put them in a fridge. Yeah, you combine them. Yeah. I mean, what better than a, you know, a, a super soldier droid? I mean, you know, Jean-Claude Van Damme. No. <laughs> no. I love that movie. I know you do. Um, what about stupid droids? Droids that don't need to happen, but probably will because we're American. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, we already got mouse droids. Right? I like, mean, well, I, no, not no, not really. Well, I mean, we have little RC-controlled mouse droids. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. but, like, what do they do? What do, what do they do, They really? send messages from one place to another. My phone does that. What do, what, what do we, what are we, what are we doing here? I'm changing my ringtone to the mouse droid <laughs> noise now. Like, that's, um, that's amazing. But mouse droids aren't stupid droids, though. No, they're not. That's not a bad decision. Um... Hmm. I want a lever pulling droid, <laughs> just to pull levers. I, yeah. I, as much as I love those boys, as much as I love a, a droid that just does one thing, especially in the background, yes. over and over. It is uh, <laughs> so funny. Like every time I see one on screen, yeah, insert Leonardo DiCaprio like... meme here. <laughs> um, I yeah. As as fun as they are, I have to agree. Like, no, that doesn't need to happen. They're so silly. That's kind of silly. Uh, especially now that we have the ability to put that sort of intelligence in the tools. You know, again, I mentioned yeah. factories that conveyor belts, like there's so many things that do a thing. And if something's wrong, they can stop. They can, you know, whatever. That's all that droid does. I mean, now you could argue that they're working with old tech, so they had to create a droid to work with the old tech. But mm -hmm. why wouldn't you just make new tech? Okay. Speaking of droids, I just remembered this. Because I thought of Flubber. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then I remembered that Jarvis is a thing. Yeah. And then my brain went to Vision. And uh, I got asked by a coworker recently, mm -hmm. do you think that Vision is an android? Big sip, what do you think? Yeah, I, I wasn't expecting a short answer, or a short question. Um, yes. No. Um, I mean, if he can share genetic material. <laughs> I don't think so. Yeah, well, no, no, that's what I was saying is no, because he would lean technically more towards Cyborg in a way. That's what I'm thinking. Um, I mean, I don't know entirely the makeup. I'd have to rewatch uh, Age of Ultron to understand what went into making him. Yeah, cause because they, they talk about him as hardware. And I do yeah. think that in a way he is that. But I, I now, you know, usually what defines a Cyborg is... Um, you the, the the personality the the um, the sentience of it I think yeah and I think he certainly does have a personality yeah so I mean it, depending on how you define your things I think m way more cyborg than android mm -hmm. um, 
I think uh, I I think that Ultron was more of an android. Yes, one hundred percent. Like his whole thing was AI. Yeah. So uh, I think that's the difference. I so I would say that Ultron is android, but he was longing to be a cyborg, which because he meshes a little bit, he recognizes there's qualities of humanity I need to be able to execute my schemes. Yeah. You know, I have to evolve. That was his whole thing. So, uh, great movie. Great um, movie. Good stuff. We're loving WandaVision. Yeah. By the way. Yeah. So, um... We're gonna do an episode at Yeah, some we'll point. talk about it. We'll, we'll talk, talk about, about it, it when it's over, probably, um, over on Nerdyverse and everything, which, speaking of, we do have exciting things coming with Nerdyverse. Um, we have a lot of cool stuff that's not Star Wars to talk about. Yeah, um, Mortal Kombat is getting a new movie, and it looks amazing, and so we're going to want to talk about the um, originals first, and then, yes. um, you know, just shun them away. You guys are going <laughs> to have to glory. sit through us talking about Annihilation, like we had to sit through the freaking movie, all right? I have feelings. It, well, in reality, we're probably going to talk so much about the first one, we won't have time for 100%. Annihilation. 100%. We're, we're just going to say Annihilation was bad. Yeah. And then move on. Uh, it's Yeah, it's that insert cue card. Annihilation happened. And then just move on. <laughs> um, and then uh, Godzilla versus King Kong. I'm, oh, yes. a, I'm a big kaiju boy. And so... Uh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> right. I'm technically tall enough to be a kaiju. Uh, and so... But you're not Japanese. We want to talk about that. Uh, well, uh, if King Kong is a kaiju, technically it doesn't matter. If the Stay Puffed Marshmallow Man is a kaiju... <laughs> kaiju just means big monster. It's just... In the language of the Japanese, so technically, kaiju aren't Japanese. They're Sasquatch. Just, that's what they call them. Yeah. Kaiju. No. 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 <laughs> We're not getting into this. No. Shaquille O'Neal. Kaiju. <laughs> no. Um, you know, I gosh, I just don't know. Anyway, we're gonna so we're gonna have to talk about that, I guess. Um. And then um, some other things down the road, um, definitely. There's plenty of all uh, of things to talk about yep. um, down the road with Nerdyverse as well. And then we have um, some chit-chat and some Rebels um, down the pipes as well. People have asked about Rebels, and it is coming back. Um, we've had to uh, rearrange some things just based on having to go back to, to certain things. Um, so it is on the way, and it, it'll be fun and great, and we'll have a good time. But um, all that's to come, so make sure that you're subscribed either to the podcast or to YouTube, wherever this happens to go, um, so that you can get whatever's next and have fun with that. And while you're subscribing to us and giving us love, give our friends love, we have mm -hmm. um, Game Infinite. Game Infinite covers all kinds of gaming things, and there's lots of gaming things happening. Um, Star Wars gaming things, even. Yeah. And so if you want to Big be things. in the up and up on gamey things... Game Infinite, our friend Jesse um, is the one to follow. Um, you can find the links to that in the description, or you can find them on Twitter and Instagram as well. Um, and also, um, Red 5, um, yeah. if you like our podcast. The Maroon 5 Network, uh, as it has been called. There are um, plenty of other awesome podcast people as well, and um, they're all part of Red 5. It's just a network of other people that do crazy things like us, sometimes better than us mostly better than us, yeah. and um, yeah, you should give them some attention. So if in, in between our episodes, if you need something to get you by, Red 5 is full of cool people as well to get you by and have fun with. Um, don't take it all too seriously. Please don't. It, like, <laughs> Especially anything Cam does. <laughs> no, no, nothing Cam don't, does. Don't Do not take seriously. him seriously at all. Um, but he's amazing. Um, he's and, and they're all great. And so uh, we appreciate all of our friends and support. We appreciate our patrons who uh, make this possible. 
Um, our we appreciate pa- you. Our patron thing is simple. If if you want to support this madness and its existence on the airwaves, you do what you want to do with your money. We're not going to, you know, we'll thank you for it, actually. But, uh, you know, we won't judge, um, you know, although you, you could probably do better things with your yeah, money. Yeah, you're funding the banking. But um, Jim, Rebecca, and Doug are amazing people that support what we do, and we appreciate it. But um, there's room on Patreon. Um, we don't do a whole lot there, but we talk a lot, um, and that's the yes, important thing. Um, lots of our patrons have input into what goes on here, and so it's just supporting the show, and we appreciate it. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, uh, just excited about what's happening, excited about Gang Bang. Bang Gang. Oh, gosh. This turn, is fair. Turn it off. Turn it off. We've done enough. No more podcasts. <laughs> That's it. We're canceled. We're, we're canceled. We are... <laughs> we're canceled. We're canceled. This is the sound of cancellation. Is, yes. They've taken our equipment. They're running away with this, it. This is the cone of shame. We're in the and dungeon. Cancellation. Thousand years dungeon.